You have regrets. You have guilt. You have, you think back, what could have I done differently? And I, I really wish that I would have had more controls on her phone and more, you know, uh, not, not letting her have a smartphone. From the sunny palms of Los Angeles, this is Bully Buster, the podcast where Rhonda Orr speaks with guests battling the bully culture. Listen to real stories and find real solutions using Rhonda's Triangle of Triumph, going from victim to survivor to leader. Rhonda is an award-winning executive trainer, columnist, and speaker. She's also served as the founder of two nonprofits addressing child abuse and bullying. Now, here's Rhonda. Thank you for joining me for our first episode ever of Bully Buster. On this show, we are going to explore the devastating effects of bullying on our daughters. Recently, the CDC actually confirmed, finally, the connectivity between bullying and suicide. Suicide is the number two leading cause of death in our youth, starting at age 10. And this also according to the CDC. The rise in completed suicide for girls ages 10 through 12 is at 25% and it is still rising. Today, an adjunct therapist and a mom, Angie, is joining me. Angie's daughter, Callie, completed suicide as a middle school student. It is, to me, the most challenging event a mom can face. Angie, though, She is making a huge difference as she campaigns for education and inspiration on behalf of her very sensitive, talented, and I mean beautiful, inside and out daughter, Callie. Joining me now is Angie. What happened to Callie the night before she died? She had a soccer game and she scored seven goals. (laughs) And she, when the girls would high five her, she, she had her head down. And I, I didn't even notice that until after I got pictures, after she passed. But I did notice that. And then after that, her dad and I, after the soccer game, took her to the football game at the high school, dropped her off to meet friends. Him and I went to dinner and then went and picked her up after the football game. And I remember she was just in another world. She was so upset and just kind of angry and then just turned quiet. Later, I found out the other girls at the football game that she was trying to connect with after that just kind of left her and went in their group and left Callie and she was alone at the football game. I know there were several factors that contributed to her suicide. Bullying was one of them. What were some of the other factors? She had broken up with a boyfriend and was having issues with fitting into a group. She also had told me that she was feeling depressed and anxious. And depression and anxiety go hand in hand. I know that's something that falls in my whole family line. Is that something that falls in your family? Yes. Did you know that she had depression and anxiety beforehand? Yeah, she had told me probably a few years before that she had started feeling anxious where she hadn't before. Callie was an overachiever. She was in 
gifted sports, played the saxophone, art. She did a lot of things. And she never had, you know, she was in plays, she was in drama. At a very young age, she started all that and never had the anxiety. But it started probably, first time she told me was around 11. 11 is such a tough age. 10 and 11 to 12-year-olds. That entire age group has started to have jumps, leaps and bounds in suicides. It is already the second leading cause of death. Do you recall that when she was 11, was she doing any type of self-harm that you knew about? The only self-harm Callie did, and I do believe it's huge, was she started having eating disorders, which I didn't even find out until sadly after she passed. Callie is just a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Inside and out, and look at all the talents she possessed. So what happened as far as bullying was concerned? You know, Callie Callie always seemed to have a hard time finding a group of girls that she stayed consistent with and was able to develop a a bond with and feel a part of. And then a new girl came into that friendship and absolutely bullied Callie to the point where I went to the school numerous times. I ended up having, having to take her out of that school and I took her to another school because it got so bad. And that was in sixth grade. So she had a great friend. She's 10. That goes really well. It, was that girl involved with any kind of a sport or an activity with Callie? They were in school together, in class together, and did everything together outside of class for those two years until the new girlfriend came in and absolutely pushed Callie away, spread rumors, spread lies, destroyed Callie. I mean, I, I never, I don't think Callie ever recovered from that. And I think she was grieving the loss of her, her friend. And then to be on top of that, the, the rumors and the lies that were spread about Callie and the social, social media bullying that went on. I just never saw her recover from that. And, and Callie just couldn't find herself at that school anymore. So like I said, I made the really, really hard decision to move her to a complete different school district even. She seemed to really thrive there and get a new set of friends and, you know, do better. But then she ended up wanting to go back in eighth grade. So I chose to take her back and just the, she couldn't, she couldn't find a group of friends. I feel that Callie's beauty was not, didn't help her. People don't realize that people get bullied that are very beautiful, right? very talented and very skilled, you know, quote unquote, the stigma and people think, oh, it's this certain type that gets bullied. All types get bullied in all types of ways. Callie struggled with even feeling welcome at the lunch table. She, she felt very alone. She wouldn't be invited to the football game with them. She wouldn't be invited to go to the malls with them. She wasn't invited to sit down at lunch with them. And I don't know why. I, don't, I, I can't tell you all of that because I wasn't at school with her, but I do know Callie was very easygoing, quiet, 
when she was younger, I think she had more self-confidence. And I, I do believe bullying does cause mental distress, which could lead to mental illness. I know you were a very strong family. You're a very faith-oriented woman. Were you seeing the social media remarks, or did she hide those from you? Or how did you find out? Was it before or after she passed away? Callie had her own phone, and hindsight is always <laughs> no fun. I wish, you know, of course, as a mother to lose a child away. Or anyway, you have regrets, you have guilt, you have, you think back, what could have I done differently? And I, I really wish that I would have had more controls on her phone and more, uh, not, not letting her have a smartphone, even, even at age 13. I don't want you to beat yourself up for that. That is an impossible task. I, I went into one of the schools and taught in my Civility Leadership Academy at that school. And they were not even, I can't think of maybe 10 kids out of 140 that I taught for five class periods each Monday that didn't have a phone. Not only that, the, the savvy apps that are out there, the get around social media, of course, the big lie about Snapchat was for these kids that whatever they put up there is going to be gone in six seconds, and that's just not true. You can freeze frame any one of those types of apps. I think if you patrolled all night every day on all of social media, you would still miss so many things. I do know that caring parents, you know, you want them not to be ostracized anymore simply by the fact that if they do not have a phone, they can't be a part of a group of friends that all do have that. They're ostracized and bullied just because they don't have access to social media. Now, when they were bullying her, what were some of the things that they were actually saying to her? Callie, bullying didn't just happen with those girls. Callie had different bullying from other people. And when I say bullying, it could be all different ways. I, not inviting a kid or a child to sit at the lunch table with a new group or not inviting them, but so-and-so, uh, you know, that, that is hurtful to these kids. And it's going to happen. It happened to me. But if we can start educating and bringing awareness and, and letting these kids be able to talk and, and bring in a, some kind of education with awareness of bullying, of mental health and, and how it correlates and depression. It's suicide, all of it. It would be so beneficial for the kids. And I just hope that we start, I, I know Callie, has had movements and has helped uh, in that area. And I just hope it just continues to get almost part of a curriculum. Like it, co and, and, and even putting in coping skills with that. So not just the education part and the awareness in the stigma and all that, but then bring in coping mechanisms with it. And Callie happened to be a very sensitive, a very quiet, sit back, let people invite her. Callie was not... One, Callie was not a bully, ever. Uh, I got so many notes and so much love 
that shared that Callie would be the one to go put a sticker on somebody's desk to say, I'm always here for you if you need to talk. You know, I'm really big on mental health and I'm really big on suicide and I'm really big on ending the stigma on both. And so when Callie passed, uh, I found great strength, hope, and direction through my God and through prayer. I happened to have my degree in psychology before Callie passed because I I always had a a helping, compassionate personality and also because of my own family of depression and alcoholism, I got into the field to help others. So I did it before Callie was born, but then after Callie was born, we, we had our own business. So I got out of it for, you know, 15 years. And then after she passed through the direction from my prayer, I was given a beautiful job at a behavioral health hospital and I worked my way up and I'm just so grateful that I can help people, you know, our clientele, our depression and anxiety and all mental health, uh, serious SMI and suicide uh, is huge. So I, of course, got back into that because of Callie. If I can live a good life, For her, that's all that matters, and helping others is where my heart is now so that people don't know or don't have to know the pain of not getting help because it's out there and the world is getting harder. There's a lot to be given with people like me that go in and absolutely love their job and really do care. I'm so thankful for that. You, it's kind of like mother, like daughter, you are a sensitive soul, and you are a faithful woman, and I admire that so much about you. And what you said about being ostracized, a lot of people don't understand that being ostracized is one of the worst forms of bullying, because it says, you're not worth my time to sit with us. I'm part of a um, grieving mom site of of moms who lost their children to suicide. And one of the huge similarities we all have is every single one of our children were very, very sensitive and very, very kind. Well, it also makes it just a cultural shock that those type of people, their goodness is being taken away. I think that type of empathy training can only be done with continual education and role plays or call them skits, whatever you want to call them. Oh, huge. Because not only would have it benefited her, but it would have benefited the bullies and the people that were ostracizing her. So there needs to be education and it needs to be in the schools and it needs to be part of the curriculum. And, you know, it needs to be expanded beyond bullying. It also needs to be, uh, you know, Talk about how do we how do we cope with it? How, what do we do with those feelings? What if we feel like we can't talk? We don't have somebody safe to talk to, and we don't want to talk to mom and dad because they don't understand. And I don't have a good girlfriend right now because they're all picking on me. They they need to know how to be able to find outlets or or to be able to to voice that, to voice their feelings, to voice their their pain and and their whatever they're going through in that bullying situation and the school. Callie many times on social media would post, I hate school. Somebody save me. She did not like it. She did not like our school systems. 
she did not like what was happening. Callie also was a very spiritual being and to see what was happening and also some remarks the boys would say to her were very hard for her. I know that I can't fathom what you went through. What's your message for everyone else today about how can you manage that? I don't think you ever get over it. Me, for me, I, my faith, prayer, helping others, getting outside of myself for the first year, I I just, it was breathing. All I could do is just breathe one more breath. I wasn't able to go out and help. I wasn't able to do the things that I'm doing now, but with, through prayer, through the help of others, through uh, my own strengths and, and Callie, I was so blessed with so many signs from her, so many signs that she is in the spirit realm. And to me, that's really one of the biggest things that gave me the strength to continue on. I, I did just want to end. I, some people don't know this, but the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the, the 1-800 number is 273-8255. They're coming up with a new, it's going to be like 911. It's going to be 988. Angie, I cannot, again, I just have to express, I cannot fathom what you have gone through, but your example to me and to others is going to be so powerful. What your message is, how much hope you are inspiring, and how great Callie is looking down at you and saying, thank you, Mom. Thank you for making this world a better place. Thank you once again for joining us, Andy, today. Thank you, Rhonda. The takeaway I have from this conversation is the absolute need to educate, educate, educate our children. Talk with them about bullying and, yes, even suicide, known as bullyside. Bullyside is unacceptable in our culture. We have to change this. I hope this inspired you to sit down with your children and schools and insist on having this type of education actually built into the school's curriculum. I'll be back next week with another episode of Bully Buster when we'll be talking with Dr. Sherry L. McDonald about healing trauma in moms and daughters. Thank you for caring. I'll see you then. Go to Rhonda's website, bullybuster.us, to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. That's also where you'll find information about having Rhonda speak at your event or school. It's all at bullybuster.us.